well, I feel like we're always distracted by something, though. So that's part of the MO. Yeah. If we were entirely focused in research, nobody would know what they're listening to. That's completely true. Stop oh looking. God. I can tell I, you're so I'm fun. so sorry. Andy really did us a service slash disservice by finding this right before recording because this is so great. I know. We'll have to get some. For sure. Mm, great. Anyway, what's going on? Uh, not much. What's going on with you? Not a whole lot. You sound like you don't feel well. Yeah. A little bit icky. You got the- I think it's all this weather. Oh, F the weather. F um, the weather. You wouldn't be it? I'm trying to work on uh, some like, uh, like some seasonally appropriate jokes. You wouldn't what? Belelfit? I'm trying to work elf into believe. Oh, I, w- I didn't understand what you were trying I'm to belelfable? do. No. Not your best. There's no way I can ah! there's no way I can pull this off. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm about to clause a commotion. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just needed a minute. You just needed a minute. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That was my warm up. Yeah, that was much. It had to be something really, really bad. Much, much better. Yeah. Much. And I'm only saying this because it's cold season, literally, figuratively, all sense of the words. Yeah. So, you know, for weather not being that bad um, on your roads today. Uh, not as far into Alaska as I am. We're not in Alaska. Um, your uh, school district was closed for two I hours. I know. It was like the most bizarre thing. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I guess winter is upon us. So it is what it That's is. That's true. So what you got on tap? <laughs> for me this evening i feel like uh kathleen i feel like we i mean what do you have to or you know (laughs) you know you know i just said i like ruined it because i said what do you have on tap for me kathleen and then whoops this is like working oddly flip-flop because you're kathleen obviously (laughs) i am all the time which makes that makes me danielle and then this makes the podcast that you're listening to currently folks the v-spot podcast but this isn't how we normally go about this no it most certainly isn't so fuck oh well that's who we are yeah and that's what you're listening to so congratulations (laughs) welcome congratulations congratulations (laughs) on um finding a top-notch podcast to listen to Mm-hmm. Mostly related to vegan things, but yeah, maybe not. A lot of dad jokes. <laughs> a lot of um, really successful puns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Anyways, I digress. I feel like we have um, kind of quite a bit to talk about because our last recording was the live recording. So it's been a minute um, since we like did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so I feel like a lot has happened since um, Hudson Valley Veg Fest, which I don't know if you saw speaking of Hudson Valley Veg Fest and thank you to everybody who came to Hudson Valley Veg Fest um, and watched listened to us talk. Um, But did you see 
Um, mm-hmm. They posted, now I'm having a hard time finding it. Oh, here it is. Did you see that they posted, um, there was an article on ilovenewyork.com that was like all the best things to do in the state of New York in the month of dis- or the month of November and Hudson Valley Veg Fest was on the list. No, I did not. Yeah, which was pretty cool because, and the reason that they posted it specifically was because um, they were on there right alongside the Macy's Day Parade. So like, that's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty big like draw, you know, like, of course, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is a reason to come to New York, but like, to be on that list alongside um, Hudson Valley Veg Fest is pretty cool. I mean, Albany Lights in the Park is on the list too, but like to have a vegan event on a list of things to do on like a big site like that is pretty cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Hmm. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Are they taking down all the I Love New York signs or something like that? Where did I just, did I just see that? Yeah, on the internet yeah, somewhere? yeah. The, all the like highway signs or something. Yeah. Yes. I forget exactly. Yeah. Yep. I forget the, the exact situation, but yeah, they're, uh, they're coming down. Just made me think of it. Yeah. I still love New York. Oh, heck yeah. Blue heck wave. Yeah. Blue wave, That's my right. friends. That's right. Sorry. Riding it. Speaking of the blue wave. Um, well, sort of. Wait, what? I guess, I guess sort, of more, sort of speaking of the blue wave, right? Um, we can uh, talk about uh, Proposition 12 being passed. That's pretty exciting in California. That's a thing that happened. Fuck yeah. Let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about the good things Florida did or the main yeah. good thing. that. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Um, So California passed the Prevent Cruelty Act, um, which requires egg-laying hens to have at least one square foot of cage-free space. Um, They're supposed to have like scratching posts and perches and be able to do like actual chicken things, which is a pretty big deal. Um, And then calves that are being raised for veal get more space, 43 square feet of usable floor space, and breeding pigs are going to have 24 feet of floor space, which if you think about that compared to, you know, what we talked a lot about in the past in terms of like, um, uh, uh, wait, help me, (laughs) I'm losing my mind, Um, gestation crates, and, um, Mm. you know, that whole idea, that's a lot more space than a lot of pigs unfortunately see in a factory farm setting so that's really exciting that's a very um progressive move and um animal welfare and you know one of the biggest states and biggest farming states right unless you're a crazy person so to both of these things (laughs) i of course i don't so mostly i went down this rabbit hole because of um something that spawned from the florida Mm -hmm. um situation that got passed but uh this one particular person that posted something i disagreed with which i will circle back to after also turns out after i stalked them on facebook because i did Mm -hmm. not ashamed of it um turns out they are like pro animal agriculture and all this stuff and so you know they posted something saying sadly californians passed prop 12 while they may these regulations may seem reasonable on the surface the agenda behind the agenda behind the lies within the organization pushing these regulations cloaked in lies. It's just this like crazy thing that be careful what you vote for. Oh. Uh, that instead of improving productivity for the American egg, pork, and veal industries and supporting our farmers and ranchers, these imposed regulations were incrementally squeezed producers out of business. That's crazy. Fewer egg, pork, and right. Fewer egg, pork, and veal farmers means less food produced to feed Americans and other countries. 
fewer producers means higher prices for the consumer and importing more of our food from foreign countries where neither animal welfare nor welfare nor food safety is top priority. Nope. So I'm confused about that because so animal welfare is not a concern, but like the whole purpose of this is actually animal welfare. So I just, it's weird that they mention that specifically where they're like calling out other foreign countries, whereas this is just trying to improve. And why, why if we were so concerned with, um, animal welfare to begin with would this even need to be improved right you know right like why would this have passed and i don't we're kind of admitting there's a problem yeah and i guess i um i i mean well so he touched on a point of saying that there would be less farmers because of this and i guess my assumption is because making these changes will be costly so maybe people will opt to not do it and just close down but i somehow i mean i don't know but i i don't think so <laughs> you know what i mean i feel like it, I, I feel like no but also you know not that i'm you, you know it's one of those things where like you don't want to argue certain things but there is the side of it where i would think that farmers would be on board with this kind of thing because better standards and and being able to call something more humane is probably more likely to get people to actually eat more meat you know there is that unfortunate side of it for for right. our our fight but also our fight it's a win for us too because we're getting people to acknowledge that there's a problem so there's you know two sides of it so i guess right. i don't really see that person's point in saying that there's going to be less farmers or there's going to be less, I mean, there's, or there's going to be, you know what I mean? Cause I, I think that it's, they're doing that to see the opposite happen. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Cause this was the, um, the same person who, I don't know who the original person who wrote that is, but where I found it was the same person who uh, posted something about the Greyhound racing thing. <sighs> law passed a negative a negative um, thing so yay like somebody's mad about it yeah oh, oh yeah well so so here's the thing and um for those who don't know um 11 of the 13 existing um greyhound racetracks all exist within florida and they are going to be permanently shut down by 2020 um some of them have actually said that they're not going to race anymore um and are just closing down now others are going to phase out you know it's it's a transition thing. The controversy that comes even within the Greyhound like rescue groups and, and things like that, some of them, not all of them, um, are that this means that yeah. thousands of dogs are going to need homes. Um, so I get that. Um, but a lot of great, you know, there's different size Greyhound racing groups across the country, you know, sure. rescue groups who are like on standby, ready to help. Some can't, you know, some are at max capacity. A lot, I know our local group, all fosters, there, there is no shelter yeah. for the greyhounds around here. It's all volunteers who foster these lovely angels. Um, but in some instances, instead of being like, okay, let's raise awareness, let's do fundraisers, let's, um, you know, maybe do more public awareness of what it's like to own a greyhound because people don't know what it's like to just have a greyhound in your home and honestly how it different but i would argue i mean aside from separation anxiety with some greyhounds that i know cough my greyhound cough um how easy it is really to to have 
one. They're very different than other dogs, but it, it seems like people aren't necessarily taking that aspect. And some are like, well, they're all going to die now. Um, and so this is one person. First of all, the numbers are wildly skewed. There are reports of 15,000 dogs needing homes with these racetracks closing. Um, I think in reality, it's like five to 7,000 dogs, but it's, it's jumping, of course, wherever you read an article all over, it's 3,000, it's 5,000, it's 9,000, it's suddenly 15,000. Um, but this particular person posted, I have spoken to two trainers. They are both euthanizing all of their dogs. Here's why. Rescues cannot house transition and care for these dogs. There simply is no room, time, or funds. In turn, these dogs will get adopted into homes that are not prepared to transition them. Therefore, they will not be successful adoptions. No, you can't just take the dog off the track and put it in a home. It takes time and patience, lots of activities, and exercise. The families will soon give up on them, and they will dump them, hopefully in a shelter, but quite possibly they will just dump them. Once in the shelter, they will be caged and eventually euthanized because, let's face it, there aren't enough homes for the dogs currently in the system let alone 15,000 more dogs. Um, And then said, I hope to do so everyone that voted to end racing. I hope you sleep soundly knowing that you've been the demise of these dogs. You've caused them unneeded suffering and pain. That's. I'm just going to let you sit with that for a minute. I have, I have questions for that person. Yeah, me too. Because. So what I like, I would want to know what what they feel the alternative is, because they can't somebody who argues all of those things, like can't honestly feel that the alternative should be that they stay in the racing industry, because then you're you're contributing to the pain and demise that you just referenced. So what is the alternative? Do you know what I mean? And like, and I, and I, I think they're also I, I mean, know. it's it's so funny how like. There's, you know, always two different sides. Somebody's always going to argue the the other side. And no matter how ridiculous it is, there's always somebody somewhere who's going to have a problem with something and be able to argue the other side with what they feel is a valid point. Right. But I guess I just don't understand, like, what is the why? Why, why does this person think that's what's going to happen, that these dogs are going to come off the track and go right into a house and just like be, be house dogs now? Like, of course, that's not what's going to happen. Like, that's why, to your point, like these rescues are preparing now which is you know we've got a little over a year to prepare and to to figure this out and some of you said some of these rescues are closing sooner rather than later so i'm sure they start there and then you know take it take it day by day so like it's not like people don't know what to do it's not like a a greyhound track has never closed before it's not like this this is obviously not i was gonna say this is not their first rodeo but that's probably not a a good term (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know what I mean like obviously and I think that if you're not within the community of animal rights people or you know whatever the case may be I feel like it's very easy to underestimate the human response to something like this like these advocate groups these greyhound rescue groups aren't going to let any of those things happen you know what I mean like the the humane society is not going to let any of those things happen to the to the best of their ability right so like it's not it's not like this is happening to to unprepared people or what have you. That's just so ridiculous. Like how in both cases, like how can anybody hear those things and see a negative? How can anybody hear that there's 
you know, movement being made to better take care of animals, to better, to, to improve the quality of life of any being and be like, I don't fucking like it. <laughs> you know, like, who hurt you? No, I'm like, <laughs> who hurt why you? are you so what mad? Happens? Tell me about your childhood, you know? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And like, it's, I, I get it. I get that there will be some instances that some, yeah, but I can't even say it's on the trainers. Cause yeah, if the trainers euthanize their dogs, just quick up and kill all of their dogs, then that's, I mean, that's an entirely different thing. That's yeah. just an unstable human being. So you can't even add them into the thing. Yes. There will be some dogs who are adopted. They may not work out, but like, story of many dogs how many people adopt pit bulls or you know you can't use that kind of argument it's just the bigger picture here of people are recognizing that this is an archaic thing it's it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous at this point and so just it has to happen and you have to I don't know kind of trust that people will rally around it and will figure it out and you know like with with our particular little sweet baby angel here you know his he had people adopt him and it didn't work out and it's always been a known thing within the rescue group around here that if you something happens like give them the dog back and they will continue taking care of the dog don't just up and kill the dog you know so i'm sure that's the case for many rescue groups is like they have that policy of no questions asked. If something doesn't work, bring the dog yeah, back to us. Especially in those situations, um, whether it's a greyhound so, rescue, a pit bull, like you know, any of the right. breeds that you you kind of expect might come with some some behavioral challenges that will need more time and patience. Of course, those rescues are gonna stress. Like if this doesn't work out, please you know come on back, and we you know no questions asked. There, I feel like most of the rescues around here, no matter mm-hmm. what, like where I got Lily at Whiskers, they have a no questions asked policy. And she, I mean, she's a, she's a cat, you know, she's a, <laughs> she's a cat. She hasn't had the the trauma that greyhounds mm-hmm. have had that a lot of pit bull, pit bulls have had. And yet she was returned three times before she came home with me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually, that is. Lily is a demon in cat's clothing. Times, no questions asked to to whiskers before she came home with me. And in fact, when I <laughs> when I adopted her, they were like, you know what? Why don't we just call it a foster? Because <laughs> they were convinced I was going to bring her back. <laughs> so, like, you know, <laughs> even in like the not even close to as dramatic circumstances, a lot of rescues have those policies and encourage people to do that. So, you know, those are in place for a reason. Yeah. Yep. But then, you you know, you have these crazy arguments because, of course, and I was like, I'm going to read the comments on this because, you know, I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not enough. (laughs) No. Right. I just really like punishing myself like that. (laughs) Um, But no. So one person said the problem is, okay, I'm going to read it as it is written. So that's just that. Let me just put that out there. I am not having some sort of stroke or attack. I'm going to read it how it is written, which I think is a reflection on the type of person that is writing this. <clears throat> the problem is, is that they breed them to make 
money and they are very well cared for and the ones that don't make get turned over to adoption agencies. But now that there is no income to care for the ones they have and not enough resources from shelters and adoption agencies, they have no other choice but to euthanize. Unless you want them to starve to death because no money, no food. Or the they could just turn them loose and let them fend for themselves, which we all know never works out. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, my brain, my brain was trying to correct what that person was saying. Like it was very hard for me to actually read that, um, because you know there was no punctuation or grammar in there. But anyway, so that's the kind of thing that everyone's like. It's the same argument we hear in the horse racing industry, right? Like, oh, they're so well taken care of. They're bred for racing. They love it. Like, you know, it's, it's the same stupid mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Very stupid shit. So. Very everybody thinks they know everything um but they don't and you know what it fucking passed and i'm excited fiero's excited yeah i mean that's what matters i told andy that we should i think we should adopt another one or two and maybe start one of those micro sanctuary kind of things that exist yes Uh, i support it see See? thank you v-spot micro sanctuary for greyhounds yeah you heard it here folks yes let's do it Great. You can have a Niski and a branch and I'll adopt a bunch too. See? I'm in. I'm here for yeah. it. So speaking of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with it. There's one <laughs> there's one particular email that stuck out to me on this, but I'm just gonna read you like four or five of the most recent. For some reason I'm still on the PETA email list. Oh no. Uh, so i'm just gonna go through and read some titles uh, this is the one that stuck out to me I'm so excited tired of tired of seeing a-holes wearing canada goose jackets which i mean does it say a-holes? yes yes <laughs> so yes i am tired of seeing people and every time i see one i, I definitely give them side me eye too. but that being said again with the aggression Tired of seeing a-holes wearing Canada Goose jackets. Okay. Uh, Next one. Let's see. Pinned down by the neck under a man's knee. And the terror, pain, and death caused by the wool industry. Uh, Live owls' skulls cut open and electrodes inserted. Uh, Why is this university torturing dogs and puppies? Coach bans fur, but is okay with rabbits who scream. Oh, my God. Um, these captive dogs, quote, pay rent, unquote, with their blood. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. No. I know. Uh, oh, here's a good one. She force-fed tiny babies alcohol. I need to know more about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. I don't Now I've clicked on this. I'm like, I'm, I don't even know. I can't like, cause it's just really graphic yeah. shit. And I'm like, I don't need to see this guys. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say who she is <laughs> or what they did. Other <laughs> tiny babies. But then it's PETA has exposed a dissection specimen supplier that injected live animals with latex drowned and gassed them and more. No student should be under the impression that the body on their desk was, quote, found dead, unquote. Uh, it's about dissection. Um, 
skin-free boots. Oh, this animal experimenter force-fed baby rats alcohol. Ah, got it. Cool. Ah, and then you go to a thing. I don't click on... Yeah. I mean, that's like mm, exactly what we rats. Yeah. what we were talking about at VegFest, that there's like so much negativity. And I just like, uh, I just want to focus on like the positive shit, you know, and oh, I just I don't get it because, first of all, fucking nobody who's not a vegan, vegetarian, some sort of animal rights activist is subscribed to PETA's true. emails, right? You are oh not God, getting... You are absolutely not getting your average yeah. Joe for no reason with PETA's email subscription. Yeah. And so 110%, maybe your average person walked into Hudson Valley Veg Fest because they saw it was a thing to do, you know, and they went and did it. And so maybe that's why you have more graphic presentations or whatever the case may be. I don't necessarily, it's not our type of activism. So of course, I don't necessarily agree with it. But I can see the point of having it there. You're not getting that with a PETA email. So what the hell? Why do they have to do that? Why do they have to send me things about dissection and like all this crazy stuff with graphic images and insane titles and things like that? Guys, I already know. Yeah. And it's like you, 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 you like put out what you take in, right? So like all that, that, that's all that negativity like that's why people get so angry like that's why there's so much hostility and anger in the vegan community because you're focused on all of that you know like you open up your inbox and there's like all these horrible email titles and photos and videos and like you're just overwhelmed with mania you know and so you get mad of course you get mad of course you get angry and you go out into the world and you're like fuck all these assholes you know like of course of course right Ugh, it's just like perpetuating it. And it's and to your point, like, why are you doing that within your own community, especially like these aren't these people? Know. Right. Stop it. It's almost like they want people to they want to do that. They want to fuel the fire to get people angry and up in arms because that's how that particular organization yeah. works. And so maybe that is like she to your point, maybe that's yeah. why they do is because they know it'll some people We'll keep clicking on it and we'll go on rants and yeah. do the stuff that that is what the group wants them to do versus like me, who's like, why the fuck am I still subscribed to this? And then I realize it's to make witty comments. Yeah, on I actually, podcast. as soon as you said, it, I was like, do I get PETA emails? And I just checked and I haven't I haven't gotten a PETA <laughs> email since 2016. So <laughs> I must have I must have keep unsubscribed probably for this exact reason. Yeah, but I did also search my email yeah. for Mercy for Animals emails, and all the Mercy for Animals mm. emails—they're um, all subject lines. I've got. Let's see. Okay, so uh, the one I got today is check out new gear for the season, and it's all like cute vegan parrot like fashion. And then I've got delicious new arrivals, and this is all like food. The future of food, and it's like donating mm. to this one is. Uh, Saving the planet, the future of food. It's about Kroger's. America's largest grocery store predicts that plant-based food will be one of the top five food trends in 2019. Uh, Mercy for animals, chilling in compassion. And it's like cute little hoodies and like encouraging you to, uh, to donate to Mercy for animals. Um, so like all the emails from Mercy for animals are like pretty positive. <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of them are trying to sell me something, but they're pretty positive. <laughs> 
what's this so one? Just kind of nice. Spice yep. up your spice up your autumn with compassion. Yeah, it's all it's all positive. It's all like cute little catch lines and stuff. A lot of it is like their merch, but still, you know. Still. <sighs> yep. Just different different strokes for different folks, right. I guess. But it's not my kind of stroke. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want a mad stroke. No. I want a nice, gentle, happy stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Anyways. Yeah. Oh man. So let's see what else. What else do we got? News, pop culture, emails. I like a lot. We well, I guess. Um, speaking of um, um, fashion, did you see the thing I sent you with um, Leo and Jane? Their cute little fashion clothing yes. line. Can you even? I'll like. Quite honestly, I will support nearly whatever Leonardo DiCaprio does. Like I just, I'm I mean, I'm a sucker. I will admit. Um, did I ever tell you the yeah. the really heartbreaking Leonardo DiCaprio autograph story? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I don't want to like get too off on a tangent here, but when I was young, <laughs> my dad, <laughs> my dad got me a it was like an eight by ten photograph of like you know one of the promo shots from Titanic. It was like Leo and Kate like embraced like up in the clouds over a shot of the the boat or whatever and it was like a movie shot. And it was signed by Leonardo DiCaprio. And my 12-year-old he got it on eBay or whatever. My 12-year-old little heart was so delighted and I it's still at my parents' house somewhere. I coveted that autograph it hung on my wall probably until college like I that was my prized possession it probably when I was a teenager if you said what is the most important thing that you own I would have said my Leonardo DiCaprio autograph wow and so I don't even know how long ago maybe like five or six years ago my dad was um pricing or like looking up the value he has a lot of baseball autographs and stuff um our whole the whole mm. basement at my parents house you probably remember is like covered in baseball paraphernalia and all kinds of shit so he was like raising the value of all that and he was like you know what like I'm gonna look and see what this Leo autograph is worth so he looked it up and happened to stumble upon a bunch of articles about some or he somehow stumbled upon like some information about some dude who was selling fraudulent Leonardo DiCaprio autographs on eBay and so my dad was like oh shit like let's do a compare and contrast between these autographs and then he looked at like my leo autograph versus a picture of like a real leo autograph and then like the certificate of authenticity like who the ebay seller who it came from and my leonardo dicaprio Mm. autograph is fake (laughs) it's not real it's not real wow but i could go ahead and get some clothing inspired or uh, made from Leo and Jane Goodall's clothing line to help save the apes. And maybe that will redeem my heartbreak. <laughs> well, two things. One, when does this come out? Because it sounds so fucking I cool. Know. Don't let them disappear. How cool I know. is that? It doesn't actually say in here, right? I saw like a couple. Of, um... Oh, wait, wait. Uh-oh. Shit. Uh-oh two-week flash <laughs> I think it was if you scroll down there's like a picture of a post from his Instagram and it says available until eleven sixteen. swipe to see the apparel design link in bio to purchase available until eleven sixteen. so we have two days oh it's definitely sold out is it definitely sold out no I mean, 
I, I mean, anybody know. listening to this is going to be shit yeah. out of luck. So I apologize for bringing it up. Do your own homework. It's not my fault you didn't know about it. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. You can order it. I just clicked on it. Ooh, they have some cute stuff. Look at the t-shirt. Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. T-shirts for They're everyone. so cute. Ooh, I like the green one. They're really Ooh, nice. The thermal. But they're definitely still... Anyone listening is going to be SOL. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry about it. I mean, unless you're somebody who listens to this podcast, like, like the day it comes out, then you might luck out because it's, you know, you can probably still order it on the 16th, right? Well, and here's the thing. If you're not someone who listens to it the day it comes out, this will yeah, fucking this teach you what, to rate, yeah, review, yeah. and subscribe your favorite right. podcast. You get what you deserve. Because... If you are subscribed, you can explain to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. If you're subscribed to the podcast, then it automatically updates first thing, you know, and then you just click go and you listen to it and then you can order a t-shirt from Leonardo DiCaprio. But if you're a loser and you don't subscribe, then you missed out. Just like Kat missed out on his autograph. That's right. Oh my God. I almost did it twice. Maybe if you wrote into him and explained that whole situation, maybe he'd like sign your T-shirt or something. Well, when we did the um, bomb train protest with 350.org a few years ago, I like tweeted at him every day being like, Leo, come do this protest with us. And he did not come. (laughs) That's sad. It is sad. It's okay. It's fine. James Cromwell came. I mean, I didn't ask him to. That had nothing to do with me tweeting. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Still. Oh, geez. Leo drama. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's really cool. So. Well, it's nice. Get it, even, get it while it's hot. Right. And it's nice that like to see celebrities team up like that, or at least people who are well known. I don't, I guess depending on your definition of celebrity, I would consider Jane Goodall a celebrity, but I mean, maybe yeah. you don't. Um, but I think it's really cool when people team up. So, yeah. I mean, if you don't, it's cause you're wrong, but like, whatever. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So other, other pop culture celebrity things. I have this fantastic article, which is appropriate for me because I always think that board games can save the world, but apparently so does Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, and this particular board game, I don't know if I've, maybe I've played it once. I don't own it. I know. Shocking. I don't own all of the board games. Close. Close. Um, but there is a game called Catan or mm-hmm. um, this particular one, Catan Crop Trust. Mm-hmm. Um is do, 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 do. it's partnering with crop trust to support the efforts towards food security for all of the world um the game takes on a bit of a similar community oriented focus requiring players to preserve seed diversity while also farming and harvesting crops for their survival but they may also they must also reserve some seeds for the vault if seeds aren't saved the food supply chain for the island the game centers on faces a grim future so it's like really cool like little educational kind of thing um mm-hmm. uh alongside of what is because there's many different i think versions of Catan. if if i'm not mistaken at this point there's a crap load of them um but this particular one was actually developed with the svalbard s-v-a-l-b-a-r-d mm-hmm. 
Global Sea Vault, which is home to nearly 1 million seed samples. It's buried in a mountainside between Norway and the North Pole. It um, exists to protect, the, to protect the world's biodiversity in the event of a global disaster. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. That Board is games. very cool. Um, and I mean, maybe if everyone who listens to this podcast went to Plattsburgh, New York, um, around this time next year, and you went to an event called Nomageddon, then you'd get to play board games, possibly like Catan, and therefore have the knowledge to save the world. I'm just saying, play more board games, kids. There is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with adults playing board games and going to all-day board gaming conventions. Do not laugh at me, Kathleen. Thank I, you. I, I wasn't. I, I... You weren't <laughs> in your head. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not a loser. <laughs> no, you're, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> She's texting me mean things. I'm not texting you mean <laughs> things. <laughs> Spreading lies. Oh, man. Spreading lies. Yeah. <sighs> all right. What else? What else do we have? I feel like it's all like things that I've been like seeing in the news and stuff. Oh, I know. I feel like a lot has happened. Um, I got really excited about this one because I feel like I personally know someone who made this list at one point. Um, the 30 under 30 list. Yeah. Uh, my favorite person who was a 30 under 30 media luminary was Griffin McElroy. Mm. Um, I don't know him at all. I just listen to him every single night as I'm going to sleep. Literally every night. I think I've listened to every episode of my Bim Bam. Oh, I don't know. I would say like four or five times at this point. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I know him. And that's why I know his introduction is 30 under 30 media luminary Griffin McElroy. So, um, but I digress. There were apparently five vegan company founders that made that particular list this year. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, isn't it really cool? Because it's actually, and I mean, I don't know if I'm embarrassed or or what. It's I don't think I've heard of. I think I've heard of one of these. I've heard of No I, Cow. I haven't heard of any of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I think Pliables. I've heard of that. Sounds familiar, but other than that, I haven't heard of any of them. So it's kind of cool because it seems like even though some of them are, you know, slightly mainstream, like some of their yeah. products are in Whole Foods or whatever. Um, they're not as mainstream as Leonardo DiCaprio or Woody Harrelson, right? right? right. So some of these people, um, like number one, oh my God, Quaya, is that how you would say it? Yeah, maybe Quaya, Quaya, I don't know. Somebody tell us. Somebody tell us. Um, apparently, uh, is a 28 year old Maya French. So it is, um, nut based protein drinks. So that's really cool. Um, no cow I've heard of. I've never had the chance to try it, but um, Daniel Counts, Cats, Cats, mm-hmm. founder of No Cow, landed a place on Forbes list after creating a vegan, quote, dairy bar, unquote. Um, and I like that both of those two instances, that they're things that are now making them, you know, land on this list. They discovered these because they were like, oh, I'm lactose intolerant or, oh, whey makes me sick. So they discovered they're not baby cows. No. Which is weird. They're not. Um, Donna Chai. 
um, a nice chai concentrate, which I would love to try. Yes, me too. So very cool. Let's see what else? Snow, snow monkey, a superfood ice treat. I want that right now. Right? <laughs> it looks really matcha green tea. Mm. And there's apparently five flavors. So Whole Foods has them, some of them. Yeah, I haven't but, seen it in ours. No, I don't think I, yeah, um, I'll have to take a, take a peek. And then Neuro Gum. Hmm. Oh, I mean, no big deal. The founder was training with the U.S. Paralympic team. Yeah. Well, you, someone else was a member of Japan's yeah. Olympic judo team. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Just, just people, Olympic athletes. Yeah. But vegans can't be athletes. Oh, weak. or weak. Range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my other thing is I got really excited about that list, probably just because I'm obsessed with I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean that's Griffin McElroy. Well, it's cool too. Like Forbes is like a pretty high profile thing and that's really encouraging. Which I think like I don't know, some I guess some people would probably argue that, well, maybe not the people who see that aren't going to buy it because it's, you know, vegan or whatever or you know, right. that person might not end up jumping on the vegan train. They're just going to buy the no cow because they saw uh, an article, you know, afterwards they looked up no cow and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy this. But then they didn't go vegan. So what's the point? But like, because, you know, there's those naysayers uh-huh, out sure. there. Um, I mean, but like the point is that then they are supporting this person who is vegan. And so and it's also there's that that's a yeah, win. And, and it's also that there's that many people making huge vegan moves like that's a a pretty big deal that there's that much development and that much success not just development but like success that these people are on the Forbes list and you know doing a a lot of revenue with their vegan or healthy or plant-based whatever product you know very cool very cool making waves Mm -hmm. vegan ones blue vegan waves that's right. that's right. Not afraid. Yeah. Got anything else in the? Oh, you do have one more well, thing. Yeah. Which no, I, I just had a. Is appropriate. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, and I uh, I clicked on it because it made me curious. But I saw on Live Kindly that um, Kaylee Cuoco uh is doing a, a campaign to adopt a turkey for Thanksgiving um along with a farm sanctuary, um. And I clicked on it because I didn't, I don't think I knew that Kaylee Cuoco was even a vegetarian. I don't know if I knew that. So I wanted to click on it because she's, you know, on the Big Bang Theory um, and uh, Blossom is on the Big Bang Theory (laughs) and she's a vegan. (laughs) She'll always be Blossom to me. Um, But uh, so I was curious. I was like, oh, what's what's Kaylee Cuoco? What's going on there? But um, yeah, I just thought it was cool. Uh, Kevin Smith did it um, uh, for the farm sanctuary to as well to adopt a turkey instead of obviously eating a turkey. Um, It's just it's a cool campaign, especially like to see people who are more mainstream involved and stuff like that is always really cool. Because I mean, a lot of people watch Big Bang. So I think it's cool that she's doing that. And adopting a turkey. I wish that they would let you like borrow like to, one. Yeah, for a like to bit. like have your turkey over for Thanksgiving. To actually, bring <laughs> watch watch some TV together. Have some cocoa with your turkey. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be really nice. I mean, 
they could basically eat what I'm eating. Like every time I go to cuddle last time when I did my um, photos down at Farm Sanctuary, I'm kind of a turkey whisperer. Mm -hmm. And I cuddled with some turkeys and fed them cloves. What? Clovers. (laughs) Um, I didn't. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, "Uh, I mean, okay. (laughs) Clovers. Cloves. Cloves would be awful if you bit into them. Yeah. Anyways, clovers. Um, which is pretty much what I eat, like yeah. clovers. So, you know, if you make some kale or something for Thanksgiving, invite a turkey over, let yeah, them snack heck with yeah. you. I wish, I wish sanctuaries would do that. I mean, I understand right. why you can't, but I just really, I love I them. They're so snuggly and they're such nice little babies. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday when you have your Greyhound micro sanctuary, you can have a turkey, turkey oh. element as well somehow i'm not sure about the logistics of that we'll because figure it out. they really figure like it out. to we'll, we'll figure it out for you we'll make it happen yeah <laughs> baby That'd wants nice. baby gets i guess that's see exactly <laughs> exactly and i feel like honestly you know at least with fiero i could have a turkey right now because he doesn't get bothered yeah. by my cats and most of the turkeys that i've hung around are bigger than see, my cats yeah, so sure. You know, except maybe Gus, because yeah, you know the little gremlin that is um, asparagus. My one cat is he's getting yeah. a little rotund. Yeah. It's fine. That's a great word, rotund. Yeah, isn't it? And it's very appropriate for what he is. That is his shape. But he's happy. Just let him um, live. Well, I don't think I I don't think I told you, but I was texting with Michaela about Friendsgiving and she was asking what to make. And I was like, well, Danny's making stuffing. And she was like, good, because that was fucking delicious. So <laughs> so you've got a lot of, uh, you know, admirers on your A plus stuffing. I really do. I was I saw that you wrote that in the Crossgates <laughs> room, too. And I'm like, man, I have to go because, I mean, one of the things that I don't use like bags or anything like Mm -hmm. that, I go get baguettes and then I cut them apart and then I let them sit out and dry Mm -hmm. to become the croutons that go in the stuffing. So I was just thinking earlier today, I'm going to have to get like 20 baguettes because I feel like I need to make enough stuffing. And it doesn't matter if there's like five people that come to your friend's giving if everyone yeah. wants my stuffing i'm gonna yeah. need a fuck and we ton all of want it. it so we all want our own have... we all want our own right. platter of stuffing <laughs> because it shit that's is what i'm so saying good. pretty much and then i have my friends giving the next day so Alrighty. i'm going to need like a <laughs> trough that's... of just broken up failing that would be baguettes. ideal does that sound ideal it's if I could make a trough of my stuffing for Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, or, or just like that many baguettes. I would just like that too. Just like go down the line and just eat them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I always stuffing is always one of my favorite foods for Thanksgiving. So Me too. And it is really nice when people are like, no, I love that thing that you make. Cause then you don't ever have to question what to bring. Yes, that's true. You know, I like all you have to come up with is like five rotating things that are appropriate for different holidays yeah. or occasions and you make it. Yep. You're done. I honestly, Thanksgiving wise, I like stuffing and I like green bean casserole and a little bit of mashed potatoes. And it kind of ends there for me. I am not a big Thanksgiving person, like even being vegan aside, I just don't care for it. It's not 
like the, the the I'm trying to think like outside the box of some stuff I can make this year for both Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving because I'm like I don't really like traditional Thanksgiving food aside from like those things. So I'm like mm-hmm. I need something different because I really don't care for this holiday. <laughs> so I've been like looking online. I'm gonna make those um jalapeno biscuits that I was telling you about. Um I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'll be a nice change. Um I want to snag that uh, butternut mac and cheese from Joey for sure so that you don't have to make that too. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I just, I'm trying to like find some different things to, to maybe explore because I just am not a Thanksgiving person. I'm really not. Yeah. I like cranberry sauce Yeah, for me, but like, I don't know. It's funny because I I've always been like this when people are like, wow, you get so full on Thanksgiving. You're so tired after. And it's like, I, I do get full, but like I take so much. I always felt pressured to take so much food because yeah. that's like three quarters of the point of Thanksgiving is that you eat yourself into a coma. Right. And I would only finish like half my plate. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could eat a trough of stuffing. Oh, me too. You know, like that is something and green bean casserole. Those are things that I do really, really enjoy. But yeah, I I totally agree where it's like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I eat stuff. I'll make stuffing in the middle of July, you know, like whatever. Yeah. I, um, uh, when I was growing up because my, um, my, I grew up in a, in a, my dad's side of the family is very Italian. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, like all the holidays, no matter like what the quote unquote tradition is, we always started with, with an Italian dish of some kind, like lasagna or ziti or what have you, like that was always added into the traditional Thanksgiving stuff. So I, I've done some stuff like that in the past, like some pasta dishes and stuff. Cause it, you know, is reminiscent of my childhood and whatnot. And it's just something different. I just feel like I need something different. So I've been combing through cookbooks and really, I've been looking at the uh, minimalist baker Instagram a lot and uh, mm-hmm. trying to just like get some ideas and like, uh, I, I found like some different stuff online that I might give a go, but I don't know. Oh, it's all just make some French onion Ooh, dip, yeah, call right. it a day. It's also like so much fucking work. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's yes. like so much work. And I, oh God. <laughs> yep. What a stupid holiday. <laughs> Honestly. We're really still trying to figure out the point of it. Yeah, what a stupid holiday. Mm-hmm. It's, <sighs> and we won't go down the, because we don't know that much about it, to be frank, yeah. the um, political or or not political, because it sucks, root of the indigenous people yeah. um, in relation to this particular holiday yeah, as well. Like, I mean, it's just kind of, to be honest, it's just kind of a garbage thing. Yeah, it's a horrible I get, I get the thing. point. It's, I get the point of like family and togetherness and stuff, but that's why I have since boycotted it because I'm like, it's not, it's, it's not fucking about that. Like the family that goes to what would be my Thanksgiving if I were to go home um would literally be the same people that not only will be there on christmas but like i don't know if it was like my grandmother's birthday it's the same people i'm not you know like or even on a friday night you might get those particular aunts and uncles and stuff together so it's like 
nothing that extraordinary. And those same people aren't sitting around the table talking about what they're grateful for. Yeah, honestly, so stop it. it's like, it's so stupid. If I could not do Thanksgiving, I I would. You know, like I like doing the whole friendsgiving idea, but even that you can you can oh, yeah. do that at any time. You know, it's just because like a certain right. date on a calendar says that this is when you're supposed to get together and have a really big dinner with your friends and family. So people do, but like who cares? You know, it's a stupid holiday. It's an offensive holiday, especially you know. Mm. Again, not even considering the vegan side of things, it's a doubly offensive holiday when you're vegan. But it's like I just wish I didn't have to do it. And it, you know, why do it? Why do this big, huge family dinner on Thanksgiving? Why not just do it on like? Why? Why are we not having dinner with our families on every Sunday? Or you know, like why do we need a, a fucking day on a calendar to get everybody together? It's right. Just, I, oh. I would just rather not. I feel like I'm very, I, I'm the polar opposite of a Grinch when it comes to Christmas, but I am a Thanksgiving Grinch. <laughs> I am the most Grinch about Thanksgiving. Yes. Yep. No, you know what you are? Um, you know, the... Um, I'm a PETA email. I mean, That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a negative Nancy. <laughs> You're... You are the um, the Adams family. Yes. Remember that particular scene in the Adams family movie when they had to do the Thanksgiving play and they like yes. lit the fucking stage on That's fire. Me. That's what I you am. are. I just yeah. want to light the stage on yep. fire. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. It's whatever. I mean, I'm excited for stuffing. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for your stuffing too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. How excited can I be when I'm the one who has to make it? So, yeah, right. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I have a stuffing that I make. I'll make for uh, for Thanksgiving. That's got like cranberries and pears and apples and stuff in it that I really like. So I look I look forward to like cooking and stuff because I do still look forward to giving people the mm-hmm. opportunity to try something vegan or you know introducing things to people. I do still enjoy doing that, but I feel like like, you know, year over year, I get like a little less ambitious, you know, because I, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I go really hard and like some, sometimes it's tried, sometimes it's not. And then I end up with like all this leftovers, which is fine. I mean, I'll, I'll eat it all, but I'm like, why do I bother? You know? So I try to like maintain my excitement, but year over year, I feel like I get a little less motivated every time. Well, cause there's also the aspect of are people just eating it and not caring whether or not it's do you know what i'm saying especially in an instance of thanksgiving when people are just unhinging their jaws and shoveling foods into their mouths which no judgment on that because we do that all the time Um, (laughs) right oh yeah but like that i feel like particularly on that holiday people are just like i'm gonna eat whatever and like what if you're not standing there to be like that's a vegan dish that's a vegan dish and they don't see you eating it. They might not know and it might just go unnoticed anyway. So I could I could see that yeah. being a thing as For well. Sure. Um, and I definitely know that like over Christmas, I get really like <laughs> I get really territorial over my food because I'm also like food doesn't get made for me beyond what my mom yeah. does for me. And so it's like compared to, you know, a 10 foot table full of food for everyone else. And there's like two dishes for me. I'm like, don't touch that. That's mine. Yeah, I hear that. (laughs) So sometimes I get kind of territorial where I'm like, "Ah, well, there was more food out of my mouth. I hear that. But that's just because I'm selfish. So am I. It's fine. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I've eaten a lot of good food lately, though, but yeah, 
Anything uh anything else with Thanksgiving or anything like that? Um No, I mean I think it'll be Thanks Yes, Thanks Living. I feel like it'll be fun to recap Thanksgiving and Thanks Living and Friendsgiving and all the um, you know, the things that all the thanks yeah, all the thanks that are gonna go down next week. Um but yeah, I uh I mean uh, we can I'd like to definitely encourage people to do as Haley Cuoco is doing and adopt a turkey instead of purchasing a turkey. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. uh, you know, and do your research. There's a lot of alternative things that could be celebrated and done in lieu of Thanksgiving, you know? If we're Yeah. I mean, even something as silly as I think Thursday after Friendsgiving, like we'll probably I think we did this last year. Like we'll go to the mall, um, maybe yeah, see a oh, movie yeah. Yeah, that's or what, something. That's, yeah. Like I don't that's know. I mean, one. you can stay home if you want because you're like, why should anyone have to work on the holiday? And like, I get that. Um, but pro tip, guys, <laughs> it's just until malls die out, unfortunately, which they might be. Um, but anyways, go see a movie. Heck that yeah. could be fun. Heck yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anything good's coming out. I don't know either. Week. I feel like I haven't been paying very much attention. No, I still need I to see Bohemian Rhapsody, but me too. I've heard. Yeah, it's really I want to see it for sure. So, what show? Um. Also, you could adopt a turkey for someone yeah. else. Like, don't be a yeah, dick that, about that'd it. That'd be cute. <laughs> you know, like, but you could do it just for a vegan friend or non-vegan friend, or even just I don't know, someone else. Like, don't approach the wrong way so don't like adopt the turkey and then stick it in the middle of the table in front of the turkey <laughs> you know like I, mean, I would not encourage you to do that but like maybe the day before the day after i don't know it's like something around it you could adopt a turkey for someone else in your family just to to nice gesture um and maybe give yeah. them something to think about kind of thing. that sounds like a good idea i encourage mm, you to do that too. so anything else I don't, I mean, I don't think so. You said you ate a lot of good food. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, Burlington's a great vegan scene. Oh, yeah. uh, well, let me, let me just backtrack. Plattsburgh is not. No, Plattsburgh is among the worst I've ever experienced. Um, if you go on a happy cow in Plattsburgh, it just laughs at you. Yeah. Yep. It says, um, I think it says Chipotle and that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It says Chipotle and like. They did have this, we ended up going to this um, Chinese Thai place that you could get the usual kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out, there's the one curry I want. I want a green curry. And they're like, that's the only one that's not vegan. And I was like, but why? Right. I was very confused by it. But anyways. Um, but yeah, so that's about the extent of it. Uh, you know, Moe's. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So you, whatever, you make it work. In traveling, we made it work. Everyone made fun of me. We're on the road, right? Picture it. We're driving through the backwoods of Vermont mm-hmm. on our way up to Burlington late Friday night. Okay. And there's not much open. And we're taking the back roads to hit up different breweries. And uh, I was like, well, I know what we can do. We can go to Subway. And everyone was like, ah, oh, gross, Subway. And I'm like, listen, it's not my favorite. But when it comes to traveling, Subway is a fairly healthy option. And you know what? You can't be a picky vegan when you're literally in the middle of nowhere on the road. Um, 
So I was like, just pull over and I will eat Subway and all y'all can go do whatever you want because, you know, figure it out. You can go next door to McDonald's or whatever you want. But lo and behold, everyone got Subway. Losers. Um, you know, it was fine. But anyways, um, Plattsburgh, meh. The experience of board games, great. But Burlington had the best bagels and cream cheese that I've ever had in my life. Like, bar none, uh, whether it be vegan or not vegan, it was fucking fantastic. Um, Called Willow's. And they just opened about four months ago. Um, And I walked in. I had seen that they had different options and things. And I walked in and it was literally, it was one of those instances that we run into a lot where there was almost too many options. And they thought that I was having some sort of attack. They're like, do you know what you want? And I was kind of just had my mouth like open going, uh, no, nope, uh, for a while. Um, but the different flavors of bagels that they had, they had a fennel bagel, which was delicious. Um, they had, that was my favorite because it was one that I've Mm -hmm. never heard of. And then they had your like everything, onion, plain. Um, they had apple cinnamon. They had butternut squash. That was another different one, too, because usually people have pumpkin, but they did a butternut squash. Um, and they were like kind of chewy, just like a little bit thicker bagels. They were so fucking good. And then the cream cheese. I don't know what sort of dark lord that they summoned to make that cream cheese, but it was to die for. It wasn't like a weird texture. It tasted good um they had plain which was delicious they had a pesto they had veggie they had caramelized onion uh they had scallion and chive and i think that was it for this particular round but they make it all themselves and so they rotate flavors and things like that but the caramelized onion is one of the best things i've had in my life ever awesome so worth traveling to for the love of god go um you can get and i like they do day old bagels a uh, half dozen for like three bucks and i'm like what it's a great deal um because day old bagels can still last like a few days just saying um but so we went there and then two days later went back and um, I had posted on our Instagram and I gave them some cards and whatever. And then two days later, I came back. And as I was again, even though I'd already been there staring at the menu, um, a, a, a human walks up to me kind of from like my peripheral vision where I couldn't really see them, like a little bit of a blind spot and just puts their arms around me. And I mean, I froze. They scared the shit out of me. I was like, what the hell is happening? Um, and it was, I assume he's the owner. <laughs> Because I still don't even know. I just know that he was a nice person who was working there. And he's like, thank you so much. And I was like, you're welcome. I hadn't had coffee yet. I was the menu. But um, he was so excited by the post on our Instagram. So I just wanted to give just the whole place a shout out for the food, the experience. It was a really great hug. Um, Really good coffee. You could get CBD oil in there, mm. which was fucking delicious. Um. And it was actually only, I thought, ironic, two fifty for a shot of CBD in there, which is like, 
I would I would expect it to be like five yeah. bucks or something absurd. So, uh, just the entire experience at Willow's was fucking phenomenal. I still have some cream cheese because I oh they do split containers. You can buy a container of cream cheese, and because it's all hand packaged, you can tell them if you want half and half. So you can get two different kinds like in the one most container. Genius thing. It is because right. then you don't have to make decisions, and that's excellent for me because Same. I hate doing that. The first time I was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna get this one, and they're like, Oh, do you want to split it? And I was like, I love you. Yeah. Like, yes, I do. I do. Um. So that was my. I think that's my number one outstanding one. Um, because yeah. I'm a basic bagel bitch. I would eat. I I try to eat a bagel every single day. Nothing wrong. Sometimes with that. twice a day. I'm not ashamed. Um. Let's see. Other shout out was um Great American Flatbread. Mm-hmm. I think is what it's called. It has zero gravity brewery like right in the restaurant. Um, last year I got delicious flatbread just without the cheese. And this year, lo and behold, they had vegan cheese. So, um, and we asked and it's actually oh, follow shit. your heart that they're using. So that's actually pretty unique. Cause usually you get maybe, you know, vile life, but definitely Daya. Um, but it was follow your heart and it's fucking delicious flatbread. So it was nice to see in the space of a year, literally going back to that same spot. And instead of just, oh, get it without the cheese, it's like, oh, shit, here you go. Have this delicious awesome. cheese option. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that. And uh, finally, uh, the Friendly Toast uh, is a diner. And it has, it, I ran into that same issue we did at um, mm. the place in Boston. What's it called? Yeah. Uh Veggie Galaxy. Because it's like all day breakfast, lunch, diner, and you we got vegan nachos. I got vegan mac and cheese with broccoli and scallions in it, and I put some hot sauce on top. Um, but like it had amazing coffee. They had impossible burger wraps, they had the impossible burger just as it was. Um, they had tempeh, they had veggie sausage sausage, veggie bacon, all the different stuff and it was really it was just really cool inside um and it was a great spot to go with you know people who were omnivores and it was just freaking amazing and the mac and cheese was like because i asked them i'm like i'm a bit picky so like give me the lowdown and they're like no it's really good it's like creamy and and it was it was pretty delicious it was almost tasted like like they were like they described it as similar to an off-brand Velveeta kind of thing like you're like hmm and that's kind of just what it was it was really delicious though so and then i got a diner oh mug God, because so now good. i can't stop with the mm-hmm, diner mm-hmm. style mugs it's my jam I know. so all of those things those are my like top three most recent deliciousness it was a really good good weekend burlington though and they had like they have two juice bars yeah, there the all sorts of stuff so it's a really cool place Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great shopping on Church Street. Found a used bookstore. I got new. Oh, I'm really excited about this vegan cookbook that I got because I came up with this thing. I'm going to try to entertain myself in the winter because Dang. usually I just go into mm-hmm. a seasonal depression and don't do anything. Um, things that I want to do. I want to try to mm-hmm. perfect making homemade vegan cheese. And the other thing I wanted to do is I want to go through and eat the rainbow. So for like mm. a week, focus on red foods nice. and then a week, focus on orange foods. Oh, cool. And I found a cookbook that does that. 
like it literally is like eat yeah. i don't know eating colors or something like that and it's an all vegan and it goes literally there's i saw i went through the red section the other day and there was soups uh juices um chilies regular kind of entrees all focused around naturally colored food so nothing obviously with orange dye or blue dye or anything That's awesome. like that so yeah i'm I'm really excited about that. So I'm hoping yeah. it maybe keeps my mind active yeah. from just falling I was into actually um, looking at, I've been looking at a couple options online. I don't really know what way to go, but I want to find like a good vegan vitamin D supplement to take because like same with the mm -hmm. seasonal depression. So I want to find like a good vitamin D and I know you need vitamin K when you're taking a vitamin D supplement too. So trying to find like a good a good vegan one so if anybody listening has any suggestions shoot them my way because if you have any <laughs> suggestions about the d for cat send them to me send them my way send it to her she need she needs you she needs the d this winter yeah so have you uh have you um done any good i'm trying to lately? think if i have and i'm like what have i been doing with my life i i don't think so. Uh, no. Um, while you while you think about it, can what? we just point out something that our producer just said? You're right. We are vitamin <laughs> D and K. Those can be our rapper names. <laughs> Absolutely, and we are you your solution to seasonal depression. Work. We need your vitamin D. <laughs> no. No, you yep. need your vitamin D and vitamin right. K supplements, You're and welcome. we are here for you. Yeah. Pop us into your yeah. ears. Yeah. 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 So there you go. We I sure just want are. to point that out. We are. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, eaten anything lately? Hmm? I don't think so. I've been, um, I made some chickpea tuna this week, and I've been like nursing that. Um, but I, I don't. Now, tell me about your chickpea experience. What else do you eat with your chickpea sandwich? Oh God, girl. <laughs> so this is what I did. This is what I always mm. do. And this is, I'll, I'll, I'll recap my text to you. So I, um, and not just chickpea, not just chickpea tuna. It does not matter. Well, that's not true. It does matter. Most any sandwich that's like some sort of like, you know, a traditional like deli sandwich. Like if I did like a vegan turkey and cheese or like anything like that, I would do the same thing. I have to have the chips I have to have the bag of chips and I have to mash the chips into my sandwich. Like my mouth is watering as I tell you this. I have to yeah, remove I can hear it. <laughs> I, have to, <laughs> I have to remove the bread, smash the oh, I have to strategically place all the best, biggest, best flat chips on the sandwich. And then mash the bread, smash the bread right back on top because the chips. They have to be like a certain flatness so that it's like a good, you know, like even chip smash. I have to have that, that crunch in my sandwich. <laughs> and I most specifically prefer salt and vinegar chips. My chickpea tuna with follow your heart, pepper jack, and smashed salt and vinegar chips gave me life the other night. Like that shit is so good. And I was thinking about how hard it would be if I were living whatever kind of lifestyle one lives where they don't eat chips, <laughs> I was like, I could never give up potato chips ever. I, I, 
So I'm not quite at the level where I don't mush them into my um, sandwich, but I'm right there with you where I can't have one without the other. So like tonight, all I wanted was a wrap. And even though I have a bit of a sore throat, I'm like, I don't want to eat anything crunchy. And let me tell you what, it is hard to eat food that is not crunchy or hard of any sort. It just doesn't happen. Um, but I made myself a nice wrap and I was like, I have to eat chips with this. Mm-hmm. I can't not, I can't just eat a fucking wrap. I need chips with this. And I got out my onion and garlic chips and they went really good with that chicken Caesar. So good. Yeah. Gotta I don't understand. It. And I think it's, there has to be some sort of, like we said, disorder where you don't eat potato chips. Yeah. It's just weird. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. I mean, don't feel sorry for me because I eat a lot of chips. Oh, no, 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 not you. <laughs> the people who don't right, eat chips. Right, right, And yeah, I don't because that means more chips for me. Right. True. Good you know? point. I like your brighter You got to think of it as a positive way. Yeah. Your loss is my gain. That's right. Non-chip eaters. That's right. I'll take them all. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say is that I just found... Um, a thing on Amazon that's a heated car blanket. Oh, like, yes. It, it yeah. plugs into your car yeah. for super warm rides. And so if anyone wants to get the V-Spot <laughs> some gifts for Christmas, that's I think need. Kat and I would both absolutely love heated blankets for our yes, cars. 100%. Actually, that would be really great for me because the seats are heated. So then I would have like, I would just be enveloped like a little warming burrito. That'd be great. So, and they're actually not that expensive. So, uh, yeah, we'll start an Amazon Amazon yes, wish list for Christmas for all of our fans. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, just kidding. No, I'm not. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to leave on heated blanket because that's the world that I live in. That's the world I want to live in. Like a heated blanket that's for my car. That's the world I want to live in. Same. I will put the link. There you go. There's this link up on the show notes there you go well all right all right um any last notes i don't think so pieces of advice um find yourself some vegan wine to get through your holidays yeah. if it's rough at all for Heck you yeah um or or beer or whatever um vodka yeah. vodka's vegan uh whatever yeah. you need or don't if that's not your not your tricks don't do that uh do whatever you got to do. Self-care mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, my gosh. My self-care is going to be your stuffing. Yes. Mm-hmm. My self-care is going to be my stuffing in you. <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's all about those tastefully placed tomato slices. Yes. Well done. That's it. <sighs> And we're done. Uh, don't forget, friends, to rate, review, and subscribe. We've Now this is twice we've said it in this yeah. episode. <gasps> Maybe people will actually listen and they do won't. it. I don't believe it. Maybe you'll get a special handwritten note if you write some kind of review Ooh, for us. Ooh, yeah. Incentive. Yeah, do that. Because, I mean, who doesn't want a handwritten note? <laughs> My God. Just saying. <laughs> That's it. Oh, also, and more, uh, this is, I guess, our mention of Thanksgiving. This is also our 
I know we already said our one year yeah. anniversary was at the live podcast, but also this is like our subject one year anniversary, yeah. if you will, because we started with Thanksgiving and uh, one year later, we're still at Thanksgiving. Yeah. So thank you again to everyone. Uh, yeah. Who who does listen, who has rated, has reviewed, has subscribed or will tell their friends to. And thanks for talking about us. World of word of mouth helps. Love it. So. We appreciate all of you. We're thankful for you this Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving mm-hmm. situation. So, thanks. thanks. Yeah. And that's it. That's all she wrote. That's mm-hmm. all she wrote. All right. Click, click me. Click, 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 click. Mm-hmm. What was that? Mm-hmm. Not a click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye.